0: All right, welcome back to Formate Arbitration. And today we're going to get into some salted peanuts. Uh, All of it's going to be educational, every bit of it. All right. Now, some of it is going to step on some toes. And you know how I feel about that? I don't care. But uh, we're going to step on some toes today. But every bit of this is going to be educational. We're going to have a lot of topics we're going to cover. Uh, And then next week, what I'm going to do is, We'll have two topics, so it's going to be quite a long episode, but I'm going to cover act of God. We've done a lot of snow and ice and things, so we're going to do an act of God, so we'll know how to grieve those things so we can get our carriers paid admin leave and get their leave uh, restored to them. So act of God, and then we're going to do uh, the hour office time again. Uh, Arbitration has come down that We won. Uh, I'll put that up on this episode. I'll have Jeremy put it up because some people reached out to me about it. And so I'll put that up on this episode. But next week, we're going to get into the hour office time again because it's coming back like gangbusters. And so uh, I'll have an entire episode on that as well next week. So we're going to do Act of God and our office time next week. And so, but this week, we're going to do uh, some salted peanuts, uh, a lot of stuff I'm going to cover. A lot. I told you last week uh, that we're going to cover some stuff that has chapped my ass, and so that's what we're going to do. Uh, there's a a very good friend of mine who just got run over by the NELC, and so we're going to call some motherfuckers out today because I will not have it. And uh, and we're going backwards as a union. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the lack of fight in my union. Uh, This union has hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, upwards of 500 to 800 million in assets and monies. Uh, We will never be able to spend all that money. Never. And why we're doing these stupid ass pre arb sessions that are ruining city letter carriers, I don't know. But I'm going to talk about one today because it hurt a friend of mine um, and it fucked my branch over something awful. And so we're going to just we're going to pull some some draws down today in front of everybody and let people know what's going on. And then I got a couple other things I'm going to talk about. Uh, First off, Tyler Vassar from last week. I had so many people reach out to me this past week talking about what a great episode that was and how refreshing it was to hear Tyler. Um, so I agree with all that. I listened to it a couple of times and and that was very impressive. I thought he was extremely sharp. I guess you could tell, but uh, that movement, that movement is something we need to get a hold of and get behind. Uh, they had the Zoom meeting today, the national Zoom meeting, and I got on there. Extremely impressive individuals. And I'll start putting up the link to that Zoom. It's, I think it's every month. I believe they're going to do it. Uh, get on there. There's over 100 people on there today. Uh, it was fantastic, man. Fantastic. If you want to feel good about your union, get on there and watch that. A bunch of young up-and-comers that are educating themselves. That are tired of the shit that's going on in this union, the cowardice, and you wouldn't think that it would be those individuals that just been here five years, three years, that they would understand enough <laughs> to see that our union is run by cowardice and they're sick and tired of it. And so um the the movement is called Building a Fighting NALC. You got to like that, right? Building a Fighting NALC, How to Win Open Bargaining, and Transform Our Union. And that's what it's called. I'm behind it 100%. Militants is what they are. And I can dig that. Uh, I love it. And so I'll I'll keep putting those links up on FromAidArbitration.com as well as FromAidArbitration, the Facebook page, maybe Reddit and Discord. We'll do that on there as well. But let me tell you, we're in good hands. We're in good hands. I, I think of JB, uh, the fire that that guy has. I wish everybody had it. Um, and, and he's going to be the next the next wave coming through. You know, my time's almost done. You know, I'm 54 years old. And so uh, you look at these young kids that are coming in here that that have that passion and that fire. Man, I love it. I love it. And it's absolutely beautiful to see. The Zoom meeting was great, had a lot of old heads like me on there. A lot of great branch presidents were on there, uh, putting in their two cents, Um, business agents on there. Um, So, a lot of great stuff on that, man. But yeah, Tyler was sharp. A lot of people reached out uh, talking about how refreshing that was to hear a young voice saying, Hey, look, when. When I talked about a year ago, ground roots uprising is what we're going to need to take this union back over because we've lost it now. It's too late for the current regime to gain back that respect because they're cowardly. And so you're going to need a ground roots uprising to come in here and take this shit over. And people are saying, what does that look like? Today is what that that's what that looks like. The day is what that looks like. Um, people getting here on a Sunday afternoon, over 100, in a Zoom meeting, talking about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it to take this union back over from the cowards that are so entrenched in this thing. And I'm talking about from the top all the way down to the floor. Uh, shop stewards that are cowardly, that don't fight. Branch presidents that are pieces of shit. Business agents that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. You got national officers who would rather go over there and sit in DeJoy's lap than do their fucking job. And so what do we do? Well, today you got a glimpse of it on that Zoom meeting. And uh, look, I don't give a shit who listens to me say that. I don't give a fuck who listens to me say that. I told you I'm coming for jobs. I I tell y'all that on here. I'm coming for fuckers jobs, man because we're paying you good money to be our agent and you refuse to do what you're supposed to do. You refuse to fight for me. What good are you? What good are you? And so we're going to take people's jobs. And uh, as a union guy, that sounds terrible. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the shit that I see all the time. And I'm going to talk about something here today. Like I said, it chapped my fucking ass. But uh, great stuff today, man. Uplifting. It really was. I, I loved it. I loved everybody, and I love seeing all these young, young uh, men and women on there talking about uh, the union and what it's going to take to get us back to where we were, and uh, fantastic stuff. Somebody sent me this, and it's from The Art of War, if you've not read it. Uh, it's a book. And uh, they sent me this and said that they reminded them of us on from eight arbitration, and it goes perfectly with what I'm fixing to talk about today. Uh, and then I'm going to read something to you that somebody sent me from a, a management Facebook page that goes perfectly with what what this is what I'm fixing to read. Okay, this is what it says: If you know the enemy and know yourself. You need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. And that is our union to a T right there. Here's the first thing. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of 100 battles. Everything that I've tried to do on Formate Arbitration is telling y'all how to know the enemy. I know shit they're going to do before they do it. In arbitrations, I know exactly what they're going to do, the questions they're going to ask. the Everything that they do, I know it because I know them. When these memos came out, before anything even happened, what did I tell you was going to happen? The shit show that was going to happen because of these memos. And and what happened? We've been abused more because of these memos than anything that I've ever seen. It's because I know my enemy. I know, I, and, and this, what I'm going to talk about today is knowing your enemy. And so, there it goes, if you know yourself, But not the enemy. For every victory gained, you'll also suffer defeat. And that's our president. That's our president. He wasn't in his position long enough to know the enemy. Uh, He goes in there with suits on and shakes hands and takes everybody for their word. He can't do that because they're lying motherfuckers. They're the lionest bunch of bastards you'll ever see in management. And so our president has no idea who the enemy is and what they do. that's the reason he signs these memos into existence because he does not know the enemy. He knows himself. He probably knows union very well up there at that level. He doesn't know it down here on this workroom floor because he wasn't down here long enough, but he doesn't know the enemy. And that's what I was saying. When these memos came out, you got to know better. You've got to know better Uh, because I know the enemy more than I know myself. And then lastly, if you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. And I see a lot of people on social media where that fits right in, uh, especially with these people that um, when people have questions about the contract, when people have questions about certain things, you know, we need to be paid more or we need to be, you know, close this or that. And people say, well, why don't you just go work somewhere else? Well, you knew that when you came here, what you're going to be paid. So why don't you just go somewhere else? That's somebody who has never won a battle. That's somebody who has never fought a battle. Anybody that tells you to quit and go do something else is a coward. And they have never fought a fight. They have never won a battle. You never say, just quit. What do you do? You fight. You fight, you fight for better working conditions. You fight for better wages. You fight for all these things, all these things that our union refuses to tell us what they're doing as far as the contract. You have people like this Zoom meeting that are saying, we're going to fight. We're ready to fight. So anytime you see on social media, somebody saying, why don't you just go somewhere else? They have never won a fight. They don't understand the fight. That's the most cowardly advice you could ever give. I want something better than go somewhere else. What kind of stupid ass shit is that? What kind of dumb ass shit is that? That's somebody who I wouldn't get in a fucking trench with to save my life. Well, just quit. Uh, so anytime you see that on social media, you'll see what I'm saying. They say, well, just quit and go, go work here. Go work there. How about this? How about stand up, get the flag and let's go forward. And fight for what we want. And so that's what I'm talking about. And that thing that the guy sent me for Art of War was dead fucking on. I mean, dead on. Now, I remember a couple of episodes ago, I also talked about this. Is it better to outmonster the monster or to quietly be defeated? You remember that? Is it better to outmonster the monster or quietly be defeated? Uh, In our union, is quietly being defeated. Uh, they're quietly being defeated. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story uh, that I've been writing for this last week. And the the title of the story is, You Gotta Be Fucking Kidding Me. That's the title of the story that I wrote. It's called, You Gotta Be Fucking Kidding Me. and uh, And here's the story. Here's the story. Several years ago, I had an arbitration in Cleveland, Mississippi, and it was a joint statement case, right? And in this case, the supervisor assaulted the shop steward, a young lady, uh, by grabbing her arm. They were in a uh, heated discussion. He grabs her arm. She falls to the ground. It bruises her arm pretty good. Call the ambulance and the cops. And out of that. Management issues him a notice of proposed removal. I may have talked about this a little bit in earlier episodes. But they issue him a notice of proposed removal. And so the case goes on and management tells us, hey, look, there's no reason to go forward with this grievance because we issued him a notice of proposed removal. We did what y'all wanted to do. We removed him. And we didn't buy it. We didn't buy it. We went into arbitration. Management said, hey, look, this is not arbitrable. Uh, you can't hear this case, Madam Arbitrator. In front of Arbitrator wallets. Uh, you can't hear this case because we've already done what the union wants to do. It's double jeopardy now. Uh, we've issued them a notice of proposed removal. And I was the advocate, and I just said, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. It's a guise. It's a ruse. Because what they did was, before it even made it into MSPB appeal, before he even made it to the into the hearing, they settled it and brought the guy back with a letter of warning. Does that sound familiar? So they bring the guy back with a letter of warning. Now, this is an individual who assaulted assaulted a shop steward. And they bring him back with a letter of warning. And here's what the arbitrator said for that particular part. And we said, hey, look, we have, a, we have a right to have our grievance heard. Whatever they did outside the grievance procedure, we don't care. The notice of proposed removal has nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. So we have a right to be heard in here. We have a right to have this grievance heard and a resolution on this grievance. And so this is what she said, is this grievance arbitrable? The Postal Service argued at the beginning of this hearing that the grievance is not properly before the arbitrator. The union is seeking action against the supervisor, Rick Grant, for violating the JSVBW. The service agrees that Supervisor Grant did put his hand on the grievance in violation of the JSVBW. The service argues that this has been handled by putting him on administrative leave, remember this now, putting him on administrative leave, so he assaulted a shop steward, never lost a second's pay. They put him on administrative leave, taking him off the workroom floor and issuing him a letter of proposed removal and demoting him to Level 6 clerk. The Postal Service's LMOU with the APW prevented his transfer into the clerk craft. Supervisor Grant went on to the MSPB to contest his discipline. Mr. Grant and the Postal Service Human Resources Management agreed to change his demotion to a letter of warning in lieu of a 14-day suspension to remain in his record for two years. (laughs) The Postal Service maintains that this was proper discipline for Supervisor Grant's behavior. So, assaulting a shop steward, physically assaulting a shop steward, was worthy of a letter of warning for two years. And they came in there with that weak-ass bullshit uh, to us. Because to now address the same misconduct is double jeopardy. Additional discipline is unwarranted because Supervisor Grant has already been disciplined for his actions. Additional discipline is unwarranted because Supervisor Grant has already been disciplined for his actions. The union argued that it is a JSBW case. The Postal Service has made a mockery of the JSBW. The union formed to resolve grievances under the national agreement is this arbitration form. This case is about a physical assault on a craft employee. There is a history of unacceptable conduct on the part of this supervisor and management attempting to curb his behavior. There is now a physical assault on a letter carrier. For all of this, management has given him a letter of warning. They did a backdoor deal to save his job. The union has a right to a ruling on the contractual violation. This case was never heard by the MSPB because of the backdoor settlement agreement. Therefore, this is not double jeopardy. The arbitrator told the parties at the hearing that her authority is under the national agreement. Under the national agreement, she finds that this case is arbitrable. It has properly gone through the grievance procedure. The union was not part of any settlement agreement. There is nothing in this history that robs the union of its contractual rights. There is no double jeopardy here. The arbitrator finds that this grievance is arguable. We proceed to the merits of the case. And so, that's very educational for y'all. Why? Because y'all will come into contact with that. Y'all will see that yourselves somewhere down the line, where management will issue their own a notice of proposed removal for something that they've done against letter carriers. File the agreements and see it through. See it through all the way to arbitration because management will 100% of the time bring that supervisor or manager back under some backdoor deal. It's a ruse, it's a guise. It's a slap, and that's what I told arbitrator, well, it's a slap in the face to every city letter carrier, what they do. And so, now, the reason this one was difficult is because the arbitrator, even though she was very good about escalated monetary awards, very good about management's uh, burden when it comes to discipline, she held them to the highest of burden. We had never won a joint statement case in front of her, and we have taken like eight or ten in front of her before and we lost every one. So I had to write a brief, unfortunately. And most of my brief was reading off her past decisions and why those past decisions were different than the situation we were dealing with in Cleveland, Mississippi. And so the brief was eternally long. And uh but what she said was he did violate the joint statement. And being as there was no incidents with other carriers, She said that this supervisor could never supervise this job steward. Wherever she was, he couldn't be her supervisor. He had to go. So she bid somewhere he was at. He had to leave. Uh, He could never supervise her again, which is insane to me. I mean, we'll take it because, like I said, we never won a joint statement case in front of her. So, you know, we were excited to, to get the win. But if I assault a manager, I'm fired. Period. I mean, there's, there's no, there's nothing like, okay, you're going to have to bid to another station where this manager's not at. And that's part of the double standard that I talk about is that. And so, um, but uh, we, we took it, we took it, but then there's this case I did in Jackson, Mississippi, and I let y'all hear that cross-examination. When I remember when I cross-examined the district manager, and uh, and that was where a manager threatened to shoot a carrier. And they issued him a notice of proposed removal. And we saw that through. Because what happened there, the district manager brought him back with a letter of warning in lieu of a 14-day suspension. Exactly what happened in Cleveland, Mississippi. And so this is what he said. The arbitration hearing held on June 8th of 2022 in person in Jackson, Mississippi, was intended to be the fulfillment of the pre-arbitration settlement team as the next step of full adjudication. At the June 8th, 2022 hearing, the service advocate opened the hearing suggesting the grievance is not procedurally arbitrable because the remedy has already been decided via the notice of proposed removal. That was reduced to a letter of warning. On January 12th, management contended this one incident did not indicate a pattern of behavior. The service advocate asked that only the arbitability issue be heard at the hearing and the process be bifurcated to hear the merits. The arbitrator heard the union protest of the arbitability issue and directed that the merits be heard today, especially since witnesses were available and on standby. No decision was made at the hearing on arbitability and the merits were fully heard. Arbitrator has studied the arbitrality issue, including the cases on arbitrability provided by the parties, including Arbitrator Snow's views. In this case, where the parties, in a joint pre-arbitration settlement meeting, agreed to use an arbitration decision to assist them to determine the proper remedy for gre- related agreements. this arbitrator feels that mandate alone requires this arbitration to proceed in order to provide the remedy requested. So here you have two cases where management has given themselves a notice of proposed removal. One for a physical assault on a letter carrier, one where a manager threatened to shoot a letter carrier. And in both cases, both of those were resolved for a letter of warning. Okay? It's a ruse, it's a guise. So anytime you come into contact with that, understand this, they never follow through with the discipline, ever. They never do. Now, with that in mind, with that in mind, about a year ago, uh, a shop steward at a station here in my branch, uh, who is a very good friend of mine. We came up together. I've known her for well over 20 years now. Uh, She's a hellraiser of a shop steward. A damn good one. But well, she's at the station with this manager. There's a straight up piece of shit, a straight up piece of shit, and has caused this this friend of mine, this steward, complete hell, complete misery. Uh, so much so that the you know the steward said I hated to come to work because of the hell that this woman has put her through. And, uh, so one day this carrier notices that her personal belongings were missing from her case. Uh, she had stepped away and when she came back. Her union bag was gone. I think her purse was gone. And she's like, Hey, where's my stuff at? Nobody knows. Nobody knows where things are at. And all of her union stuff was in this bag. And so, uh, she, calls the postal inspectors. She asks the manager, I don't know where it's at. The postal inspectors get involved and this manager's questioned and she denies taking any of the personal belongings. They continue to question her and eventually she comes clean that she stole this shop steward's union bag with all of her grievances in it, her purse, took them home, rifled through all of it, threw them all in the trash, personal, all, uh, all the grievances, everything that she had at her case, threw all of it in the trash. So they put her on administrative leave. They don't put her on emergency placement. They put her on administrative leave. So we have to file a grievance, right? Violation of the joint statement, all these things. Well, they just start fucking with this shop steward. During this grievance, she asked for the postal inspector's report and they send her like three or four relevancy letters. Why do you need that? No, it's outside of your uh, bargaining unit. And so uh, finally, they they give it her the postal inspector's report. It's 100% redacted. It's all black. There, there's no words on it. So they're fucking with her. So they gave her an entirely redacted Postal Inspector's report. Well, JB's the Formal-A. We're asking for the notice of proposed removal. We can't get that. So they gave us a fully redacted Postal Inspector's report. They refused to give us the notice of proposed removal. Now, this happened like in February or March, okay? So the the informal A meeting is in April, okay? Okay. So February, March, April, so three months, no notice of proposed removal, no postal inspector's report. They don't give us anything. So JB starts putting in his information requests. I need the unredacted postal inspector's report. So right before the Formula meeting, he gets that in August, in August. Three days prior to the in, to the Formal-A meeting, he finally gets the notice of proposed removal. That was written three days prior to the Formal-A meeting. So they tell us that she's on a notice of proposed removal back in April. We continue to ask for it, and they don't produce it until about three days before the Formal-A meeting, and it was written about three days before the Formal-A meeting. In August, now this happened in February, in August. So in the Postal, they finally gave the Postal Inspector's report. So in the Postal Inspector's report, she admits to stealing her purse and her union bag and throwing all of it away, rifling through all of it and throwing it away. She also admits to having outside people outside the postal service coming in, delivering routes, entire routes, not even not even employed with a postal service. Uh, she's running a daycare in the postal service, has kids in there running a daycare. And so she never missed a second's pay. Never missed a second's pay. She's on admin leave the entire time. So here we have a manager dead to rights dead to rights here we have a shop steward that's a hellraiser that is an absolute hellraiser that finally gets to have her voice heard on a manager that has caused her so much grief is finally getting an opportunity to have her voice heard right talked with her during this entire time gave her a fully redacted Postal inspector's report. I got it in the file. It's all black, every bit of it. Refused to give her the notice of proposed removal. She's finally going to get her voice heard. Matter of fact, at the union meeting, she came up to me. I'm the secretary. She came up to me, said, hey, when are you going to call me about this arbitration we got coming up? I said, well, I just got it. I said, but stay by the phone. Now, she's a good friend of mine. I said, stay by the phone. She's like, Corey? Damn it, we're going after. I said, Hey, we're going after. I promise you. I promise you. She's like, okay. She's like, well, just tell me what I need to say, what I need to do. I said, we will. I said, you got plenty of statements in there. We're gonna be fine. I said, but we're gonna get her. I promise you that. We're gonna get her. JB busts his ass on this case, man. This this motherfucker was eight hundred pages. I mean, it was one of the best jobs he's done. Okay. About a week ago. We get a pre-arbitration settlement on this case. We get a pre-arbitration settlement. And it's the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it's exhibit A why we need a new regime. It's exhibit A why we need to do away with these fucking stupid ass pre arb sessions that do nothing but put money in the pockets of the postal service and the union and completely fuck the letter carry over. That's all these things are good for. And this settlement is exhibit a, as far as why we need to do away with these dumb ass pre-arbitration meetings that wholesale all of these damn settlements, because all it does, all they do is they're going to, They'll send you something. Hey, we pre-order. We're gonna cancel the date. We're gonna pre-order this. We're gonna cancel the date. We're gonna pre-order this. We're gonna cancel the date. It's all about saving fucking money to a union who's got five hundred million in the fucking bank, and we're so fucking worried about saving two thousand fucking dollars, we completely shit on a sister to save that fucking money. She never got her voice heard. Never got her voice heard. Now, I'm going to read the dumbass pre-op to you. I'm going to read what JB asked for. Okay. Now listen to this, what he asked for. It's critical for somebody who stole a purse and personal belongings and threw them away, lied to the postal inspectors about it and then had to come clean later. This is what JB asked for. That management at this station Cease and desist violating the Joint Statement on Violence Behavior in the Workplace via Articles 14, 15, and 19 of the National Agreement. Number two, that management at this station post office cease and desist violating the Postal Service's Policy on Workplace Harassment, Publication 552 via Articles 14, 15, and 19 of the National Agreement. Three, that management at this station post office cease and desist Violating section 115.4 of the M39 handbook via articles 14, 15, and 19 of the national agreement. That management, specifically this postmaster at this station, cease and desist violating section 660 of the ELM via articles 14, 15, and 19 of the national agreement. That management, specifically this postmaster at this station, cease and desist. Violating Article 5 of the National Agreement for stealing union material, engaging in surveillance of union activity, harassing a union officer, and interfering with activity protected by Section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act. And that's because she took every bit of her grievances that was in that bag when she stepped away from her case. All of her grievances were in there. She took all that and threw it in the trash. But there should be no mentioning retaliation against any employee for participating in interviews or submitting written statements for the investigation processing of this grievance. This station postmaster be removed from her administrative duties of supervision of city letter carriers immediately. Management may immediately sign this manager in her employment, if her employment isn't terminated, to any other position that does not require her to supervise employees nor interact with employees over which she has responsibility for disciplinary decisions, or may affect their continued employment with the postal service. This condition is requested on a history of unethical, criminal, inappropriate behavior. The next one, in accordance with Article 17.5 of the National Agreement, and to help ensure effective communication between management and labor, the parties will have monthly labor management meetings to discuss, among other agenda items, the unit's climate. These meetings begin as soon as administratively possible after a decision has been made the NELC committee will be comprised of the branch president and one additional designee at the branch four president's choosing. The next one, this station post office cease and desist violating articles 17 and 31 of the national agreement and as an incentive for future compliance and to act as a deterrent for failing to provide requested information, management compensate branch four or steward uh, the young lady via money order one time lump sum equal to hundred dollars. The USPS shall reimburse the NALC all costs in the prosecution of this case within the entire Article 15 process. Said reimbursement shall include, but not limited to all costs, of potential arbitration. All sums contemplated by this award shall be paid within 30 days of the USPS receiving an invoice from the NALC. Next, if Postmaster so-and-so is retained, she be required to complete the following training courses and proof of completion be provided within 30 days from the decision. Why Engagement, the theory behind question 12, Understanding Engagement Rules, Continuous Engagement, Managing Workforce Generations, Introduction to Cross-Generational Employees, Managing Workforce Generations, Working with 21st Century Generation Mix, Managing workforce generations, working with a multi-generational team, and lastly, any other remedy that step B or an arbitrator deems appropriate. So that's what we asked for, for this manager that stole the shop steward's purse and her union bag, rifled through it at her house, threw all of it in the trash, gave none of it back. Management putting her on administrative leave from day one, never lost a second's pay for, for theft lying to the postal inspectors, having to come back and come clean to them, the federal agents, right, lying to them, having to come back. All this is in the file. Refusing to give her any information, give her all these relevancy letters, finally give her the postal inspectors report, 100% redacted. Never gave her the, the proposed removal. So they fucked with this girl during this entire process. All this should have been heard in front of an arbitrator. Her story, that's all she wanted. Let me be heard. I finally have this person who's caused me so much grief. We finally have her. I just want my day. I just want my day to be heard. I'm going to read the pre-arb to you. Now, here's the pre-arb. Now, listen to this verbiage carefully, okay? Listen to this verbiage carefully. It's probably the worst pre-arb ever written. Number one. This station management, specifically this postmaster, violated Handbook M39, Section 115, the Joint Statement on Violence Behavior in the Workplace, Policy and Publication 552, via Article 19 of the National Agreement, when she took personal items from the agreement, took them home, and threw some items away. I'll read that right there again. When she took personal items for the agreement took them home and threw some items away This station management specifically this postmaster shall fully comply and cease <laughs> so not a cease and desist shall fully comply and cease violating article 153 of the national agreement M1517 all grievance settlements that be decisions pre arbitration resolves and arbitration awards. Did y'all hear that? They said that she violated the JSOV, 115.4 of the M39 Handbook, uh, Publication 552. They said she violated all that. Now, here's what they said that she's going to cease doing and comply with. None of that matters if you say she violated, if you don't tell her to cease and desist doing it. They said she violated. It doesn't matter if I don't get a cease and desist from violating those things in the future. Here's what they said. Now here's, here's where they fucked us over. Here's where labor bent us over and fucked us over with this pre arbitration settlement. It's not worth the fucking paper it's written on. Remember the history. Now this young lady, what happened to her, she's been hating coming to work because this fucking asshole, that's a manager of hers. Saying that someday she would sit in the bed and cry, thinking about having to come in here because she got no help in that small station. A fucking ass of a manager making her life miserable. stealing her personal belongings, taking them home and throwing all the shit away. Right? You finally got her. And this is what we got. Dick's, this station manager, specifically this postmaster, shall fully comply and cease, not cease and assist. Violating Article 15.3. What in the fuck does that have to do with anything? Huh? What's that got to do with this grievance? M1517. What in the fuck has that got to do with anything? What's that got to do with the JSOV? 115.4 of the M39 Handbook. Publication 552. Stealing my fucking purse. Stealing my fucking union bag. What, is publica- what does the M1517 have to do with anything? All grievance settlements. What grievance settlement? What grievance settlement? Step B decisions. What? What in the fuck does that have to do with anything? Pre-arbitration resolves. We ain't got one. This is the only one we fucking got. And arbitration awards. What arbitration award? They didn't read this before they signed it. That means absolutely nothing. You didn't even tell the cease and desist. Violating the JSOV. You didn't tell them to cease and desist, violating 115.4 of the M39 handbook. You didn't tell them to, to cease and desist, violating publication 552 or the Postal Service Policy on Workplace Harassment. That means absolutely nothing right there. That's the dumbest bunch of shit I've ever fucking read in a pre arb. And I've read a lot of dumb ones. I've read a lot of dumb stuff. I'm going to read all that again. I'm going to read all that again so that y'all will understand now what just happened to this girl. What just happened to this girl that had all of her shit stolen while she stepped away from her case? All of her shit stolen. Okay, now listen to it. Listen to what it says because they completely duped us right here. This station managed, specifically this postmaster, violated handbook M39, Section 115. Okay, she violated it. The Joint Statement on Violence Behavior in the Workplace. Okay, she violated that. Publication 552, the Article 19 of the National Agreement. Okay, she violated those three things. When she took personal items from the agreement, took them home and threw some items away. She didn't get any of it back. Okay. This Stations management, specifically this postmaster, shall fully comply and cease. So we couldn't even get a fucking cease and desist from somebody stealing from us and lying to the fucking postal inspectors. We couldn't get a fucking cease and desist. We got to fully fucking comply and cease. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until I'm fucking business agent. This fucking shit right here is done is fucking done. This is the cowardliest fucking bullshit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Shall fully comply and cease violating Article 15.3. Who fucking cares? M. 15.17. What in the fuck? All grievance settlements. Who gives a shit? Step B decisions. Which ones are we talking about? Pre-arbitration resolve and arbitration awards, which we ain't got shit. They got away with it here. They got away with it here. It goes on. This manage shall provide a safe working environment for all its employees. Well, hell fucking shit. Thank you for that. We didn't know that Article 14 was still in existence. Thank you for letting them know that Article 14 is still in existence, even though you didn't tell them to cease and desist violating Article 14. You say, this station management shall provide a safe working environment for all its employees. It's almost comical at this point. It's almost comical. Here's the next one. No member of management shall attempt to retaliate against any city letter carriers for participating in any protected activity to specifically include participating in this grievance. Well, fucking thank you. Thank you for that, motherfucker. Thank you. Listen to this dumb shit. Documentation indicates that on eight three, 2023 postmaster this one, was issued a notice of proposed removal due to her actions. Y'all hear that? Documentation indicates that on eight three, this postmaster was issued a notice of proposed removal to her due to her actions. No fucking shit. What in the fuck does that matter? I just read y'all two cases, Cleveland, Mississippi and Jackson, Mississippi, the same fucking shit. And both of them got heard. Why not this shop steward here? What's the difference? Both of them got heard in arbitration and got great decisions. One was removed for two years. This one, the first one, can't supervise that person anymore. We didn't even get that. They couldn't even write in this pre-arb that she can no longer supervise this shop steward any longer. We couldn't even get that shit for stealing her fucking shit. It's comical, this dumb fuck here. Documentation indicates that on 8-3 Postmaster, this one was issued a notice of proposed removal due to her actions. Well, thank you. We didn't fucking know. Now we know. Holy shit, man. What in the fuck are we doing? What in the fuck is that? It goes on. This management and NELC branch four shall meet no less than monthly for six months, then not less than once every quarter unless otherwise provided in the party's local memorandum of understanding in accordance with Article 17.5 of the National Agreement to participate in regularly scheduled joint labor management committee meetings for the purpose of discussing exploring and considering with management matters of mutual concern that's fucking great it's about the only thing jb asked for that he got six this station's management violated articles 17 and 31 of the national agreement when it did not provide all information to the union and when it sent three relevancy letters nixon management shall cease and assist such violations well thank god We got a cease and desist on the 1731 about relevancy letters. Motherfucker. We have a shop steward. They need to be protected, first off, right? Don't y'all agree with me on that? Shop stewards need to be protected at all costs because they're in the most thankless job imaginable. Uh, There's nothing more thankless than being a shop steward. Trust me, I know. And here we have one that's been bullied and harassed, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Now, this is a tough girl. When I tell you this is a tough girl, she's a tough girl, man, and can handle just about anything you can throw at her. I've known her a long, long time. And to say that she breaks down having to come to work because this postmaster is is such a piece of shit, and finally getting your shot, you're going from an arbitrator and tell your story, what happened to you? To finally get that opportunity and to get fucked over like that is absolutely pathetic. It's inexcusable. It's treacherous. I've had that case in Cleveland, Mississippi, where they assaulted the shop steward. They weren't even going to bring that, that, supervisor and a testify. I had to call him in as a hostile witness because management was going to produce him. So I had to call him as a hostile witness and, and grilled his fucking ass. A uh, matter of fact, the business agent was in there with me. It ended at about six o'clock at night. Uh, and he called me Mr. Exhausting. He's like, I've never been so exhausted in my life. You're, you're exhausting. I'm going to call you Mr. Exhausting. So because everybody who had a hand in it, I bludgeoned them in that fucking hearing. Everybody who had a hand in bringing that motherfucker back with a letter of warning, I bludgeoned them motherfuckers in that hearing. Y'all heard me go after the district manager for bringing the other one back who threatened to shoot one of our carriers. Y'all heard me question her, right? Uh, That's giving the carriers satisfaction, knowing that these motherfuckers who are behind it are getting held accountable. What happened to this young lady here? Why was her voice not heard? Why did her voice fall silent? What is the deal? What is going on here, really, between the NELC and management? What is happening between the NELC and management? There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. We've got more money we'd ever be able to spend. We could do a thousand arbitrations a day and would never run out of money. We've got that much money. What do y'all think about that? It's a travesty is what it is. It's a fucking travesty, is what it is. in In Knoxville, there was another pre-arm, and they were mad as fuck too. Kind of, there was a joint statement case. And this manager up there was a piece of shit. has has been absolutely horrible to the carriers. And there's a thunderstorm, lightning, pouring down rain. So what does this dumbass do? But has a fire drill. And makes all the carriers go out there and stand in the rain, pouring down rain and lightning. Now, first off, I would have never gone. I would have told her I ain't going. And even if she says, I'm going to give you a direct order, I would have told her, roll that direct order up as tight as you can. And what you do is go into the bathroom where nobody can see your funky ass and shove it straight up in there. I'm not going out into fucking pouring down rain and lightning and standing there because your dumbass wants to do a fire drill. So anyway, they filed agreements on it, okay, by this dumbass manager telling people to go out there and stand in a thunderstorm with that lightning to do a fucking fire drill. Now, management should have corrected that. They should have terminated that bitch right off the fucking jump. But here's what this one said. So that be resolved in part stating the DRT agrees according to documentation in the file management in the Northwest Carrier Annex. Specifically this manager violated Article fourteen of the National Agreement when according to unrebutted letter carrier statements she ordered him to muster in an exterior parking lot for a fire drill during a severe thunderstorm when lightning was present. This manager shall cease and desist violating Article fourteen of the National Agreements in its entirety. Uh, number two, Knoxville management, specifically this manager, shall fully comply God. with ELM 665-8512 and Handbook M39, Section 115. This manager shall treat all city letter carriers with dignity and respect. We, we didn't know that. We didn't know they were supposed to do that. Thank you for reminding us of their obligations to us under one fifteen four of the M39. Lastly, after reviewing documents outside of the case file, so Labor has brought in documentation to the case file to to get us to buy their shit. And I'll tell you something funny about these motherfuckers in a second. After reviewing documents outside of the case file, both parties agree that this manager has been downgraded levels and is no longer working as a city carrier. Supervisor manager in this uh, annex. This manager is currently the nighttime clerk supervisor in another station. Uh, So they didn't get theirs hurt either because labor, again, duped us, punked us out. Uh, This same labor manager, we had a case in Nashville where this individual manager, was clocking carriers out that were still delivering mail. And that's theft. Carriers are out delivering mail, and he's clocking them out. CCAs, they're working like two hours off the clock. And we finally caught them. Yeah, I can't remember what happened, but we caught them, and uh, we go to hearing. And so this, this dumbass labor manager is out in the hallway with JB and I, the same one who's done this shit with these pre-arms uh, bringing in all this dumbass shit. And so JB and I are out there talking to him and he's like, Hey, look, uh, this manager, his career is over. Now this is what he's telling JB and I, this manager's career is over. He will never do anything again for in management. He will never have another job in management. He's in there packing up his, uh, boxes right now out of his office. He's leaving. He will never do anything in management again. And They said that they'd give him a seven-day suspension, but they refused to give it to us, right? And then they went in there and and, and told the arbitrator that he had a seven-day suspension. But anyway, so he's out there telling JB in that. So I look at JB, and I said, JB, I said, what do you think? Because they're wanting us to settle it, to pre-arbit, like this dumbass shit here, uh, to, to some language like this dumbass shit here that I just read y'all. And uh, he's like, so his career's over. His career's over. He will never do anything again in management. And so I look at JB and I said, hey, JB, I said, what do you think, man? I said, do you think this guy's full of shit right here? That's exactly what I said. And JB will be on here in a few weeks. He'll tell you. I said, you think this guy's full of shit right here? And JB said, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. I think he's full of shit. And that guy's like, "Uh, uh, no, man, I'm telling you. I said, no, dude. I said, we've already determined that you're full of shit. And uh, I said, we'll see you in the hearing. So we go in there and and blast their fucking ass. And so the arbitrator hammers these motherfuckers. But The arbitrator took them at their word that this guy got a seven-day suspension. I told the arbitrator, there's nothing in the file to support that. We've asked for it, and they never gave it to us. There's nothing in the defile to support a seven-day suspension. And everybody that had come in there testified that he got a seven-day. Everybody that came in there testified that he got a seven-day. Y'all know what they said as soon as that decision came back? He didn't get a seven-day. They lied to the arbitrator. He never got a seven-day. They were untruthful to the arbitrator. That's how I know these motherfuckers will lie and cheat and steal. They're the lowest of the fucking low. And that's why I say don't give these motherfuckers any quarter. You fuck these motherfuckers over all the time. Don't you ever stop. Don't you ever back up or ever back down from these motherfuckers like these two bitch ass prearbs that I just read y'all. That's backing the fuck up from these motherfuckers. When you got your foot on their fucking throat, stand on it. This cowardly-ass shit is exactly the reason these Zoom meetings are happening on Sunday afternoons of people saying we're tired of shit of this bullshit. We're fed to fuck up with all of this cowardly-ass bullshit from our union. This is the movement we've been talking about, this Zoom meeting today. Motherfuckers are tired of this shit. It's only a matter of time. When I talk about a ground-roots uprising, it's because of shit like this is the reason it's happening. Motherfuckers are tired of it, man. This fucking girl has has worked her ass off with these letter carriers out there in that station. She calls all the time wanting to help with grievances. Calls JB all the time, hey, help me out with this here, is doing everything she can to improve herself and completely gets fucked over by her union. A new day is coming. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. It's because of shit like this here is the reason we're going to have motherfuckers packing up their fucking shit. This cannot be acceptable, man. It cannot be tolerated. This person stole from a letter carrier, stole all of her shit, purse, bags, everything, all of her grievances, threw all of it away. And you can't even get the motherfucker to cease and desist violating the joint statement? You can't get a motherfucker to cease and desist violating 115.4. I couldn't even get that. We couldn't even get training. What in the fuck has happened to us, man? I've said that for a fucking year. It's because we have the most cowardly motherfuckers I've ever seen in fucking leadership at this union. That shit shouldn't be tolerated there. Motherfuckers should lose their shit for that. You've got to spend $2,000 to let the person be heard. Motherfucker, we're sitting on more money we could ever spend, and we're so fucking worried about canceling dates, canceling arbitrations. We're so fucking worried about that. We're willing to fuck over our own, I'm a fucking shop steward, we're willing to fuck them over for this shit. God dang, man. Hmm. You know, I love the movie Taken. Y'all like that movie Taken? Y'all remember when he went to visit his friend, and uh, the guy that was kind of behind it a little bit, and he goes in there and he empties the guy's gun, and they're sitting at the kitchen table. Remember that? And the guy's wife was there feeding him, and uh, so he pulls the gun on Liam. Remember that? Pulls the trigger. <laughs> And Liam says, that's what happens. That's what happens when you sit behind the desk. You forget the weight of an unloaded gun. You forget the weight of an unloaded gun. That's what happens when you sit behind the desk for so fucking long. You forget things that you used to know that were your second nature. That's what happens when you sit behind a fucking desk all the time. You forget the fucking fight on this floor. You forget where you came from and you let people like this steward get completely run over because you have forgotten what it's like down here on this floor. You sat behind a fucking desk so long, you have forgotten what it's like to be on here on this floor. That's the reason we have zoom meetings with over a hundred people saying, Hey, we're taking the fuck back over. We're taking this union back over because you have forgotten where you have come from and we are suffering because of it. This is education today, baby. I'm educating you. I'm educating you today. If you get a notice of proposed removal on a manager, see that motherfucker through because these motherfuckers lie and cheat and steal. See the motherfucker through. You know, my president, she went the fuck off. She went the fuck off, man, when she got it. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. And uh, she was in that ass pretty good. But this is what she said. This is what she told him. What about all these removals I've got pending arbitration? What have y'all done with those? What about all these removals we have waiting arbitration? What have y'all done with those? You won't touch those. Management won't even budge on those. But yet you let this one off the fucking hook. The double standard. It's got to, it's got to quit. The double standard will quit. We will get arbitrators in place that understand the joint statement. When I'm business agent, I will make sure that there are arbitrators that understand the joint statement. If they don't, they're going to be off the panel. They're going to be blackballed. I took, a, I took a removal forward about two weeks ago. And before this removal went forward, they had reached out to JB about pre it, And they were going to pre-arbit. In the last second, they said, no, the postmaster wants to go through with it just to see what will happen. And so they're willing to risk one of our livelihoods just to see what will happen. And we can't even take a motherfucker who stole something and lie to the postal inspectors about it and threw all my shit away. We can't even take them in front of a fucking arbitrator. They'll take ours in front of an arbitrator. Let's just see what happens. We got removals out the ass pending. Can't get them to budge on that shit, but let's get this motherfucker off the hook who stole something. There's something else going on here. I don't know what it is. Something else is fucking going on. Uh, it's bizarre at best. Uh, the chicken shit stuff we had to fucking deal with. In November, the lady, the the, the shop steward, uh, charged her criminally, and in court she pled guilty. She pled guilty to it in court. We couldn't even get a fucking cease and assist <laughs> for doing something. We couldn't get a cease and assist out of it holy fuck balls man the uh you know the guy that when i was talking to jb out in the hallway when the guy said his career is over remember they telling you that when he's like his career is over man he's packing up his box he will never be in management again you know that about a month after that they gave him a promotion to mcso right up under the postmaster that's where he is today This motherfucker who they stood out in the hallway and told JB, his career is done, man. He's, he's packing up his office right now. Yeah. Moving to the postmaster's office, but they will lie to you, man. They will lie and cheat and steal and not think a thing about it. You had a young lady steal. The shop steward's purse and her personal belongings, her union stuff, steal it, stole it, took it home, rifled through it. admitted all. It's all in the report. Rifled through all of it. Looked through all of it. Threw all of it in the trash. Never missed a second's pay. Never put her on emergency placement under the Elm. They can put their own on emergency placement. Never missed a second's pay. You heard that where the shops? where the, uh, in Cleveland, Mississippi, where they assaulted the shop steward, grabbed her, assaulted her on administrative leave never missed a second's pay and we contribute to that fucking double standard we contribute to that fucking double standard when i tell you there's a ground roots uprising a new day coming that help is on the way that's what i'm talking about this shit labor better get in their licks while they can Labor better get in their licks while they can. Local management better get in their licks while they can because shit is fixing to come to a screeching fucking halt when this new regime gets in there. Shit is fixing to come to a fucking halt. And motherfuckers are going to reap the whirlwind. They're going to reap the fucking whirlwind unlike anything y'all have ever seen in this fucking union. I'm going to have the baddest motherfuckers I know going around this region firing motherfuckers up through the grievance Procedure. The baddest motherfuckers I know are going to be going out. Shit is coming to a fucking end. We're going to be in arbitration all fucking day, every fucking day. Shit's got to change, man. It's got to fucking change. All right, where are we at? Let's move on. Uh, I wanted to read something to you. Now you 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 heard me read that about the um, art of war. I'll read it again. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Um, if you look back on on all my episodes, we start dealing with the hour office time start dealing with the 22 minute load time, the variances, all the shit that they've been coming down on red line policies, all these things that they're coming out with. I've tried to educate y'all as much as I could on here. Everything that they they're doing or going to do things that I know that they're fixing to do. I've tried to get y'all prepared. I've tried to get y'all prepared. Somebody sent me this the other day. And this is off of a, Manager's Facebook page. It's only management, okay? And this is what this dumbass said. He says, new SCS advice. So he's giving advice to new new supervisors, managers. Here's what this dumb fucker said. Below is general advice I gave to a new supervisor. Please read and comment on what I missed. For instance, I didn't put anything on rule. If you think it's important, then let us know. Now listen to what I'm fixing to read to you and, and have I addressed it on these episodes. Okay, listen to what I'm fixing to read to you and have I addressed it on the up, these episodes. Make sure the distribution area is set up the night before and ensure the clerks are throwing around 300-ish parcels an hour within 5 to 15 minutes begin tour. If you open, get there early enough to modify the plan schedule in case you need to. Be nice, but push them to the street. You hear that? Be nice, but push them to the street. In general, city cares should be out of the office within one hour unless there is a good reason. So now I got to give a good reason why I'm not out of the office in an hour. Okay. Have we dealt with that? And I'm going to deal with it again next week. I'm going to have that arbitration. If anybody's dealt with the hour office time and won it or lost it, if anybody's done that, email me. Okay. I've got this arbitration decision, but I'm going to have a full episode again on the hour office time. Our business agents have done shit about it. Some of them have, but most of them haven't done a fucking thing. If you got this dumb fucker on Facebook saying this about the hour office time. We're going to deal with it again next week, okay? But this is what the dumb shit said. Be nice, but push them to the street. In general, city Care should be out of the office with one hour unless there's a good reason. Learn how to adjudicate 3996s. City carriers should request the 3996 and should be completed shortly after all mail is up. Listen to me use the DOAS workload status report and PET to help with adjudication and set expectations. Have we dealt with doas and PET? Probably a hundred episodes, right? We dealt with the hour office time. Yes, we've dealt with that. He's telling you use the DOES workload status report and PET, which they know they can't to set expectations. Load time for cities should be under 22 minutes unless there is a good reason. Y'all hear me? Load time for cities should be under 22 minutes unless there is a good reason. So you're going to start questioning me about it. What's your reasoning behind 22 minutes? Now, where did they get that dumb shit from? These stupid fucking memos by this stupid fucking president who put that on the stupid fucking times on there, And we've been bludgeoned ever fucking since. The second the memos came out, I came on here and read them and told you, get ready. Get ready. You got to know these motherfuckers. I know them. I know You got to know them. You got to know what they're fixing to do. And I told y'all, get ready for the shit storm that's coming. If you go back and listen, they hadn't even done anything yet, I'm telling you. Get ready for the shit that's fixing to come down on us. Here's this dumb piece of shit. Load time for a city should be under 22 minutes unless there's a good reason. Conduct loading observations and look for things that cause delays. In my opinion, some talking is natural and promotes a good environment, but watch the excessive talking and other things that delay carriers. Learn DMS and compass to locate street inactivity. Look for patterns where time is being expanded. Learn the red line process and use the parser tool to create carrier scans. Do not let them cross the red line without verifying no mail has been brought back. Did we deal with a red line policy? Several episodes. If mail is returned, have them complete a fifteen seventy one and update DCV. City carriers have a scorecard on their scanner. Consider having repeat offends show you that data. Pay particular attention to scanning. Look at the the metric checklist and resource library for anything I mentioned. Also, research ways to improve NDI, SPM, scanning, RFS, or anything else on the triangulation report. Learn OT admin, fiscal stewardship, and attendance control, such as how to conduct an attendance review. Ensure carriers know how to update edit books. Give regular stand-up talks or huddles. Recognize top performers and track your top opportunities. Don't focus on everyone, just top opportunities. Earn respect and use sound leadership principles. There's so much more than but this would be a good start. DM your number if you have questions, and I'd be happy to help you find some good learning resources. So that dumb fucker has come out with a bunch of shit they can't do and said, this is how we're training our new supervisors. When I tell you that they will never stop, that's what I'm talking about. They will never stop coming. And I applaud them for that. They will never stop coming, ever. We have got to be on the forefront of it. And Remember when I told you when these memos came out, we should have been preparing ourselves months in advance before the memos came out to get ready for what could possibly happen. We have no foresight. We have no forethought. We just put out shit and then we we play defense. We are never on the offense. And that's the reason we get fucked up so much. We should have said, this is what's coming out in these memos. Educate your people, uh, business agents. Educate your, your, your people on potential things that could happen. If they never happened, great. At least we're educated. But educate your people on what could happen here with these numbers that I'm going to put down here because I'm a dumbass and I'm going to put numbers on fucking memos. But this could happen. I said it when the motherfuckers came out. This is what's fixing to happen. Watch this. Watch them tracking us with scanner data. Watch these numbers. We have no foresight. None. Here's another thing that this person put out, and this is another one of our things. We don't educate all our people because this is still coming out. This is still being addressed. Person said, do the bosses want you to go to the office in 45 minutes or less? What is your response to that? Uh, And then this person, uh, she came in with a killer ass response. Here's this dumb shit. Today, there is no amount of mail that warrants casing for more than 30 to 40 minutes. So yes, managers' expectations are not unreasonable. So this dude says, are you a boss? He said, I'm a retired supervisor. <laughs> he says, you ever carried mail before? So they got in this dude's ass immediately. But that's how they think. There's no amount of mail that requires you to be in the office for more than 30 minutes. What about my fixed office time? Where'd that go? We, we've talked about these things so fucking much. It's pathetic. but. Damn, it's I, I didn't know it was already that late. Fuck, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, locally generated forms too. I was going to do that, but God dog, I didn't realize that I was already on this motherfucker this long. But we'll um, do this real quick. Somebody asked me to do this, and I'm going to do it because I loved it. Oh, and there's something else I'm going to do too. I thought this was pretty cool. This person sent me this, and they said, "Hey Corey, if you could, I would like it if you thanked Brian Pate and Greg Rowe." on your next episode i reached out for help with writing a post-hearing brief on your discord now if you ain't on discord get on it i'm telling you brilliant minds on discord and i'll talk about that in a second but anyway uh post-hearing brief on your discord brian and greg answered almost immediately sending me several examples and templates to use whoever is responsible for running that discord should be thanked as well it is a wonderful resource in a time when our resources are limited. You know, I'm a mail handler, and despite having across craft lines, everyone has been more than helpful. It really shows it is us against them, management. If any of y'all ever find yourself in Columbus, Ohio, I owe you drinks in solidarity this person here. So uh, that was great. I said, absolutely, I'll do it. Absolutely, I'll do that. So there you have it. A little shout out for you. Uh, here's another thing that I thought was quite interesting. It says, uh, and this is something I'm going to start doing, and I believe that in the, even in the Zoom meeting, they talked about me doing this, uh, and I'll start doing it. But this is what it says. Brother, I would like to encourage you, in the in the spirit of transparency, to devote a number of episodes to proposed resolutions for the upcoming convention in Boston. If y'all can get to Boston, get to Boston. It's going to be live this year. Hopefully, I can make it through the whole thing without getting kicked out. But if you can make it to Boston, come. It's going to be live. For example, and in the spirit of that transparency, Branch 34 Boston will be presenting our resolution for the NELC to negotiate a territorial COLA-like program, T-COLA, for the contiguous 48 states they could submit their resolutions to your podcast to be questioned by you or by canvassing questions in advance of the upcoming episodes. This would provide more of the membership with additional time to mull over these proposals and send the representatives to the convention in support or in opposition. Let's face it, this is something National would probably never consider on their podcast. No, they wouldn't. So I said, hell yeah, I'll do that. I love that idea. So he sends back, Corey. Thank you for your support and efforts in expanding the wisdom, knowledge, and involvement of our membership. I look forward to these episodes and the impact this might have on the current process. And with that, let me be the first to enter the initial proposed resolution for your podcast, the 48 states cost of living allowance, Forty-Eights COLA. And this is what it says, Article 9 Resolution. 48 states cost of living allowance, 48 COLA. Whereas the United States Postal Service spends tens of billions of dollars each year on salaries, which makes how these salaries are distributed an extremely critical issue to all carriers. And whereas the United States Postal Service does not pay USPS employees based on the cost of living conditions in any of the 48 contiguous United States, Despite the excessive, as blanked out, of that can be found in these states, and whereas the United States Postal Service, out of necessity, pays a territorial cost-of-living allowance, T-COLA, for USPS employees in Alaska, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth of Northern Mar- Mariana Islands, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, because of their economic realities and financial hardships that can be associated with working and living in these areas, and whereas... United States Postal Service inspectors currently enjoy a similar COLA along with most employees in the federal government who work and live in these expensive areas of our country and, whereas, by implementing a T-COLA-like program for these contiguous states, those postal employees could benefit in receiving needed monetary adjustments and pay to combat a litany of of quality-of-life issues for having to work and live in excessive cost-of-living areas. Therefore, let it be. Resolve that the NEOC negotiate with all postal unions, the United States Postal Service, the federal government, and its agencies to modify any and all applicable laws, legislation, and postal policy to create and institute a tcola T-Cola-like program for all qualified high cost-of-living areas in the contiguous states, namely a 48 states cost cost-of-living allowance, 48-S-Cola. So there's the very first one. I told them I'd read it, and there you have it. <clears throat> and I'll do that every week. If they send them in, I'll do that every week, okay? I'm going to jump off of here. I've got a lot more stuff. But, you know, I, I when I was thinking of that uh, that manager that put that on Facebook, I thought that was funny because what came to my mind was, did y'all see the movie The Mummy uh, with Brandon Fraser? It's over 20 years old now, but. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but in the movie, The Mummy, he comes back to life. And he comes into town, and he makes all these people zombies. And they're just walking down these streets going after Brenner Fraser and his and his uh, girlfriend and her, her brother, I believe it is. And they're all walking in unison. And they're all saying, Emote, Emote. Y'all remember that? And the guy accidentally runs out into the middle of them and they start looking at him. So he just takes off walking. Emu tip. Emu tip. So they think he's one of them. So they just all start walking down the street saying, emu <laughs> That's management. That's management. They're the emu of the postal service. Because they're going to do whatever they're fucking told to do, right or wrong. Whatever they're told to do, right or wrong, these dumb fucks are going to do it. They're the fucking emo tips of the Postal Service. Because you got this dumb shit sitting there saying, hey, look, use PET knowing they can't. Hey, hold them these 22 minutes knowing they can't. Have them out in the, hour, uh, in the office in an hour knowing they can't. All the shit that they can't do, all the things that are causing us so much fucking grief. So many grievances being filed on those who have filed grievances. Some regions want to do that shit because your business agents have their thumbs up their ass. But all these grievances being filed, all of this fucking dread being put on my people because of this dumb shit right here. And nobody knows what in the fuck they're doing in management. They're the emu tips <laughs> of us. Uh, Because whatever they're told to do, these dumb fucks are going to do it, man. They cannot think for themselves. They're the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever seen. And then we got pre-arms like this here. Sometimes I question whether they're the dumbest motherfuckers or not. I have questions. I have questions. Um, But anyway, well, that's my episode for today. Hope you liked it. (laughs) I told y'all last week my ass was chapped now. Uh, My friend got hurt. Uh, my friend got hurt, man. And, uh, and so I, you know, I got a little hot, but, um, look, change is coming. It's inevitable. It's happening. Uh, there's nothing the postal service can do about it. There's nothing the union can do about it. There's going to be a new regime take over. We've got to make it (laughs) until then we've got to make it until then. Uh, We're getting destroyed right now by both sides, the NLC and the postal service. And, um, We've got enough good ones in the NOC to where we'll make it. We'll survive, but God, don't. It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke what we're having to deal with. All right. The second batch of charges was uh, met on uh, not too long ago. So the next one will be uh, February 12th of the 19th will be the third session. Okay. So the third session on the charges will be February 12th through the 19th. So there's your little update on that for people who are wondering. Uh, and so it be resolved when it gets resolved. Okay. Either way, there's going to be a regime change and we'll make sure that happens. Uh, you have that zoom, like I said, happened today, extremely encouraging. And, and I would, uh, I would suggest that y'all get on there the next time. And I'll have those things up. I'll put it on for made arbitration. Uh, my facebook page and from eightarbitration.com, arbitration.com and uh, we need to grow those numbers there's over 100 today which is extremely encouraging some great stuff going on there uh, but discord remember to get on discord uh, great stuff going on there get on from dot arbitration.com and it'll prompt you to discord great stuff reddit Make sure you get on from dot It'll prompt you to our Reddit page. Get on there. Great stuff happening on Reddit as well. Uh arbitrationcom uh, the best website out there. Get on there. Get on these episodes. I'm going to put this Our Office Time Arbitration on there. People have reached out about that that's dealing with this, but I'm going to have an episode next week on that and the act of God, okay? Uh, y'all take care of yourself, man. I love each and every one of you, and we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting for the city Let letter care. I don't care about anything else other than that. Anybody that gets in our way, we're going to trample those motherfuckers. I don't care who it is, good or bad. We're going to trample the motherfuckers that get in our way and hurt us and hinder us from coming in here and just enjoying ourselves at work. That's my goal. If a motherfucker gets in our way, we're going to trample those motherfuckers, whoever they are. We will do that. We will do that. I promise you. Help us on the way, like I said. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Apologize for this one going so long. And I'll talk to y'all next Sunday. All right?